Hi there, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching, and we're going to cover whether or not you are spoiling your sensitive kid today. So if you are stuck in the meltdown cycle, you're parenting a sensitive child and your child is struggling with their big emotions, that's leading to big behaviors like hitting, kicking, screaming, cursing, throwing things, running away, shutting down, not answering you, ignoring you, then you definitely need to stay tuned today because it can be quite common for parents to wonder whether or not they are simply spoiling their child. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that on our show today. Hello and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. So here at MTC, we help parents break out of that meltdown cycle, and we help parents of teens and the teenagers themselves break out of the shutdown refusal cycle, isolation cycle as well. And we can help parents break out of this cycle in as little as eight weeks, just depending on the family's dynamics and uh, the needs of the child. And we've been doing this for years now. You know, we've helped over 400 families and uh, break out of these patterns. So we know what we're doing in terms of uh, supporting parents in acknowledging the challenges that they're having and instituting systematic shifts in their family's uh, behavior patterns to support children and teenagers to take ownership of their behavior, to communicate responsibility, to engage in um, you know, pro-social behavior, like communicating their needs with uh, calm words, uh, regulating their emotions, etc. So uh, because we've been able to help many, many families do that, I'm going to talk about one of the things that we hear so many parents come in our doors with uh, the challenge related to communicating um, limits effectively and uh, finding a balance, especially if your background, if you were parented with a more authoritarian parenting style um, as, as a, young, uh, a young child yourself. So what do I mean by that? This is the my way or the highway type of parenting, uh, strict parenting. One might consider it um, traditional parenting, you know, suck it up. I, my, my, what I say goes, um, using punishments and even corporal punishment to influence behavior in a child. And so we're going to cover that today. You would, um, you would not believe how many parents will comment on any of our marketing posts, including our advertisements, uh, when we describe daily meltdowns and the challenges that parents are having that uh, they know a quick fix, and that quick fix is just a, um, a, a butt whooping, if you will. And that breaks my heart, and I wanna support you in noticing how this can impact your child, as well as understanding what will actually work um, to break out of the meltdown cycle in a safe and healthy way for your child's healthy emotional and psychological development, as well as their behavioral development, so that the whole family can live in peace. So. 
Uh, one might think that if a child is emotionally out of control and that's leading to dangerous or aggressive behaviors, uh, that that means that that child is spoiled. And uh, you might hear somebody say, oh, kids these days, um, or parents these days, nobody has a backbone anymore. Um, nobody's willing to stand up straight and take charge of their household. And I have to challenge that belief because the traditional belief that being in charge means that you have to be the boss and you have to control the child by threatening them is an archaic belief. Uh, that perspective has been debunked consistently by many, many resources in child development. Uh, children need to develop to communicate their needs by being taught what to do, not by being told what's not okay and being threatened uh, if, if they don't comply with a parent's expectation. So when we think about what, uh, what can be important for you as a parent to understand, it's also very, very necessary to stay out of the either or perspective or black and white thinking of, as we speak about in the psychology world. Um, if I am not strict and hard nosed with my child, then that means I'm going to be passive and lie down and let my kid walk all over me. We don't live in a black and white world. We don't live in a this or that world. We don't live in a zero sum world where if you are not strict, then that means that you have no rules, right? Uh, instead, we live in a world full of gray. We live in a world full of compromise. We live in a world full of collaboration. And if you expect your child to learn how to compromise, collaborate, uh, communicate effectively, to get their needs met and to deal with disappointment if they can't do that, effectively, then you need to be able and willing to collaborate, communicate, and compromise with your child. And threatening your child with a spanking, with uh, timeouts, with um, removal of TV, any other punishment, you know, removing access to friendships, other values your ch that are important to your child, if they don't do exactly what you say exactly when you say it, does not teach your child that they can be in control of their emotions and that they can be in control of their behavior. You might see your child stop the ineffective behavior, but that does not teach your child how to follow through on safe com emotional communication and safe behavioral communication. Instead, it teaches your child to shut down. It teaches your child to ignore your authority as a parent, as someone who can be trusted. And instead, it teaches your child to simply follow your direction, but disregard the meaningfulness in their relationship with you. Now, as parents, we raise our children and we have children with the expectations that we're going to be close to our children, that we're going to love our children, that, we'll, that our children will confide in us, their concerns, their dreams, their hopes. And highly sensitive children thrive on a positive parenting environment. Now, this is not the same as just you know expecting everything to be sugar plums and rainbows, skipping holding hands, uh, coaxing your child for hours on end until they finally follow through on your expectation. Do not confuse positive parenting tactics with passive parenting, with lie down doormat parenting. Okay, um, it's incredibly important for you to slow your roll if you are 
coming from the other end of the spectrum when, uh, when, when you are wondering whether or not positive parenting, gentle parenting supports can be put into place for your child and if they will move the needle and reduce your child's aggressive and violent behavior. And I have to tell you that that is absolutely possible when following a system. And it's also true that if you believe that you are letting your child hit you when you are setting a limit and you're not threatening them, and they are learning how to not hit you in the process, which means they'll be hitting you until they've learned it all the way, right? Then uh, that's incredibly important for you to look at. Take a very clear perspective. Um, When you are learning something, when you're learning to say, for example, ride a bike, and uh, you were learning how to ride uphill and you put your foot down because you got tired and you steadied yourself because your, you know, your, your steering wheel was wobbly and uh, you, you moved over to the curb, you were riding uphill, right? Did you have any belief in that circumstance when you were learning to ride the bike in an uphill way uh, that you were allowing yourself to quit? Did you believe yourself when you took a break, when you studied yourself, when you needed to reset that experience and and even stop that experience for the day because you were tired, that you wouldn't get to make it up all the way to the top of the hill uh, eventually, perhaps at another time, right? You believed that you would make it to the top. So why are we not allowing our children to struggle, to take a break, to uh, pause in their growth and their development as they learn to stop being aggressive by themselves through their own personal uh, integrity of not wanting to be miserable, right? Uh, Instead of threatening, instead of trying to hold things over their head like a carrot or a stick. Now, as your child learns not to hit, they are going to need to hit and experience natural consequences for that, as well as learn how to inhibit the hitting. And in order to inhibit the hitting, there needs to be circumstances where your child is is brought to stress um, and and felt like felt feeling the urge to hit, which means you can't be a passive parent. You can't be a doormat parent. You can't be a bubble wrapping parent. You can't walk around trying to save your child from any challenge for fear of them hitting either. Both of those types of parenting styles, the black and the white type of, of, you know, either or type of parenting style will create more likelihood of your child not learning the ability to recognize their urge to hit, not learning the ability to stifle that urge to hit from a place of feeling safe and communicative and slow their body down. Instead, either circumstance, your child will act in an out-of-control way because they don't feel that they are capable or they will act in an out-of-control way when you're not watching because they don't feel that they are capable without your oversight, okay? And uh, this is incredibly important. Both situations, both types of parenting are not effective. So what did I just describe? I described the uh, pressuring type of parenting, uh, that the authoritarian parenting, I will hold you on a leash because you don't know how to uh, walk far without me, okay? Or passive parenting, which will lead to spoiling, which will lead to enablement. A parent who believes that their child is fragile will eventually enable their child. They will do the homework for them. They will do the, the they will keep track of the 
uh, assignments when the child is expected to do that. They will run the homework to school when the child is uh, overwhelmed and having a meltdown. And they will do this consistently over and over and over again, rescuing the child from their big emotions. If you don't know how to break out of this pattern, that is what's available to you. If you know you don't want to use corporal punishment, you know that it's not safe to hit your child and expect them to learn not to hit or hit your child and expect them to learn um, to, you know, not to use aggressive language, etc. You realize that that type of parenting is simply ineffective as well as uh, um, damaging, psychologically damaging, right? And it's important to not move to the other end of that, that pendulum uh, in, in passivity because when you expect your child to struggle consistently over and over and over again, you believe your child cannot handle challenges, then you will save them from those challenges. And when we hear authoritarian parents, uh, parents who believe this strict, heavy-handed heavy parenting is the way to go, Really, this is parenting from fear because you are parenting from a perspective that you fear your child not being able to be independent as they age, not being able to control their body, not being able to control their behavior. And uh, it's simply impossible for you to chase your child around with threats for the rest of their life. And so that level of parenting and that type of fear-based parenting will not get you far. Uh, you're also likely uh, fearful that your child will end up spoiled if you don't use those types of parenting uh, tactics. And uh, that is incredibly valid because we don't, nobody wants to raise a spoiled child either. Uh, and it's also true that there is a middle ground. There is an opportunity for your child to learn through communication and play and collaboration uh, without threats as well as without giving in and giving them the cookie or the toy for fear of a meltdown in public, etc. Um, you have to do this systematically though. It is incredibly hard to look at your child and tell them that you love them while also hitting them in the process. That is a, um, a hypocritical way of communicating care and uh, it is simply, as I mentioned before, psychologically damaging. Your child does not trust you and your child will not trust that you can keep them safe. The body doesn't know the difference between being smacked by an angry person and being smacked by a person who cares about them. The body will respond with a threat re a threat response and uh, the nervous system will continue to be heightened and you will see an increase in meltdowns or an increase in shutdowns. Your child will not share with you their concerns. Your child will stop trusting you. They will stop relying on, um, uh, on, on you for guidance. And then you will work on, um, and so it's incredibly short-sighted to look at quote-unquote, look at aggressive behavior as quote-unquote mis, uh, misbehavior or um, intolerable behavior. And so if that behavior stops, then you're yelling, you're lecturing, you're spanking, um, you're threatening, your grounding is quote unquote working. No, it's not. You're creating a, a poison in the relationship with your child and that is festering and it will blow up in your face either in adolescence or in young adulthood when your sensitive child or not sensitive child uh, is, is met with the expectation to share with you challenges that seem beyond their reach. A highly sensitive child at five, six, seven, eight, 
uh, feel they feel overwhelmed by any given uh, circumstance that that to them is is something that they feel afraid of, uh, whether that be an insurmountable amount of homework or being you know chastised in public by the school but being left out by their friends etc and for you as an adult if they are worried about this and you're telling them that that that's not what they need to be focusing on they need to be focusing on what you're expecting them to do in that moment they will learn not only not to trust you but also that they can't trust themselves okay uh, that in and of itself creates a follower it creates a child who does not trust their gut it creates a child who becomes a people-pleasing doormat at best or a child who engages in risky behaviors, aggressive behaviors in adolescence or in young adulthood at worst, uh, risky self-destructive behaviors like drugs and alcohol or promiscuity, or aggressive behaviors because they are um, they are in, inflamed and in, in not being able to manage their anger. This can show up at work uh, through snar- snarky comments, passive aggressive comments, um, uh, you know, saying one thing in, in front of the boss and then talking trash and gossiping um, uh, with with peers or um, simply not being able to feel like you can be trusted. This will show up in your child's ability to be successful in the workplace as well as in intimate relationships. Uh, the, the level of backfiring and being able to trust people will uh, will perpetuate. You may also see this in uh, failure to launch. We see highly sensitive young adults struggle to leave their parents' households um, because parents have held the heavy hand. And then once you start to expect your child to be independent, but you haven't taught them to be independent beyond your rules, they're not capable of setting their own rules for themselves. And so we know that this has long-term and short-term lasting effects. And, And the opposite, as I mentioned before, is this passive parenting. Lie down, let your kid just walk all over you and uh, that level of of control that a child has over a parent's emotions over a parent's structure is also incredibly unsafe for the highly sensitive child as well as for uh, non-highly sensitive children but when we think about the highly sensitive child who is more likely to experience shame who is more likely to assess the situation and wonder whether or not they are a burden if they don't feel like they can be guided safely and contained safely in in their parenting natural consequences as well as in um, ways to to grow their safe behavior through communication through play etc then a sensitive child will start to feel alone on an island and they will start to feel out of control and also second guess their gut and also become a people-pleasing workaholic or engage in in risky sexual behaviors risky aggressive behaviors or shut down behaviors like drugs and alcohol use etc and we see this countless times um, in our work with adolescents over the course of my career working in residential treatment centers with sensitive people sensitive young adults sensitive teenagers sensitive uh, middle schoolers and uh, in in outpatient therapy as in my career as, as a mental health provider and now as my full focus is is in helping parents and teens through coaching because it's much more efficient and effective uh, we, we support parents in breaking out of that pattern much easily. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not here to forget 10 years of experience in, in, um, in sharing with you that, you're, that, that, there, that there is no risk in continuing this pattern. Especially if your child is shutting down on a daily basis, shutting down on a multiple times a week basis, that behavior will continue and children stop trusting their adults as their number one resource for support at around age 11. 
Okay, this is incredibly important because if your child is nine, you only have two years to foster trust and communication before your 11 year old starts prioritizing their relationship with their peers over their relationship with you. This is normal childhood development. And it's also true that that shortens the gap of your influence significantly. And so when we see parents of preteens who work with us, the, the first thing that we support parents in understanding is how to help their child feel heard, understood, and valued in their needs in order to support their child to then communicate those needs much more effectively. Listen, now is the time to, to break out of this pattern. You, expecting your child to share with you by the time they're 16 before they turn 18 and they go off to college or live independently for uh to in, and reach any other career focused goals is um it's short-sighted okay you need to be addressing this now uh, sensitive kids sensitive teens will shut down to their relationships with their parents they'll start to think in black and white ways rigid all or nothing ways this is an um, this is a developmentally appropriate experience teenagers will think in um, it's either all I'm all in or I'm, I'm all out uh, type of, uh, of approach to life because that's how their brain works now when you have a highly sensitive child who doesn't trust their relationship with their parents then you are not going to be saved from that all or nothing thinking my parents either understand me or they never will and when we work with teens to break out of that pattern it takes a lot of work teens need constant communication with our teen coaches to break out of that pattern um, in order to second guess their belief that parents don't want the best for them that parents aren't capable of change that parents aren't uh, interested in shifting their beliefs and assumptions about their teenager and that level of intensive support can be provided to you now so that you don't have to engage your teenager in uh, this level of intensive support later and without breaking out of that pattern uh, it will be important for you to notice that uh, your relationship with your your teen will be significantly more strained as they reach adulthood um, as i mentioned before those risks become much more um, pervasive without these skills you know highly sensitive teens and highly sensitive uh, adults are much more likely to engage in consistent and um uh, you know, consistent a consistent challenge in their relationship, as well as chronic suicidality and chronic self harm when they live in an invalidating environment. And so, uh, given that that's my specialty in my in my clinical career, it, it's important to understand the difference between non highly sensitive people and highly sensitive people. Highly sensitive people, as I mentioned before, are much more likely to uh, to observe how their actions impact others and take that on as their responsibility if they don't have the skill set to avoid that belief that it's your job to make other people feel better and highly sensitive children have a hard time managing their their intense empathy for other people and so it just compounds the overwhelm they're not able to act on that empathy and this is something that we see often with our clients and supporting parents in growing that level of action on empathy for for sensitive kids so that they start to observe the compassion that their highly sensitive child can and uh, communicate to children outside of the home but isn't able to demonstrate with siblings and that takes a lot of work you know you need to be able to communicate uh, in a way that is um, safe and uh, focused on your child's potential rather than focused on what you believe your 
you are your child needs to fear to you know to not continue uh, and that's incredibly important so now you might be wondering well you know if this feels complicated this feels hard it's hard to break out of this pattern uh, why don't i just wait and see right uh, now listen authoritarian parenting might feel easier right it's very clear and and it can feel more cut and dry if you don't do what i say i take away a thing right whether that be tv tablet um, privileges what have you um, it might feel easier to make a decision in the moment taking something away is typically uh, quick for you to recall in the moment when you're stressed and um, you know can can you know require less critical thinking in the moment when your child is struggling and you're also experiencing fear frustration aggravation all, all sorts of negative emotions as well as adrenaline and cortisol pumping through your your brain and and, and your body um, while you're you're watching your child hit other kids in the house or hit you etc um, sure that might feel easy in the moment but it is incredibly important to notice that that will will backfire moving in um, moving moving forward so you do need to choose to live and parent intentionally and to break out of this pattern first and foremost you need to you need to believe that your child is capable of controlling their urges to hit or to hurt others by themselves through their own belief that they are capable and through their own belief that they can communicate their needs differently now that's incredibly important if you don't believe that if you are looking at past evidence to tell yourself that that's simply not possible that your child needs a heavy hand they need a choke collar um, you know with with your your threats to you know to stay in line then that is the first place that you have to start the work that we do with our parents uh, and our clients starts with their perspective on their child and ends with their perspective on their child uh, you've heard likely uh, reports from our clients i didn't realize how much i was influencing my child's behavior that's incredibly important when we think about parenting a highly sensitive child because highly sensitive child children are much more susceptible to the structure of the environment in the home than a non-highly sensitive child and if that structure of that environment is um, is built on a foundation of you believing that you are the one who controls their behavior, then they will never believe that they will be, that they are capable of controlling themselves. So this is important, okay? It's important to not act impulsively when you're trying to stop your child's impulsive behavior. And uh, the impulsivity goes both ways. Passive parenting is also impulsive. No, oh, no, 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 I don't think you can handle it, um, is the emotional response that you're having in fear. And in that respect, it's like, here, let me just go ahead and, and give it to you. Or, you know what, I need a break. Let's just turn on the TV for four hours and, and uh, you know, we'll deal with it around bedtime. Uh, I can't handle disappointing you all day long because I just need to, I need a break, right? This is exhausting. And um, as a parent stuck in the meltdown cycle, it makes sense that you're exhausted. The whole family's strained, right? This is a family dynamic issue. It's not a you problem. You're not broken. It's not a highly sensitive child problem. Your child's not broken. The whole parenting system and the, the strategy that you're using is what's broken. And traditional parenting and, and generalist uh, type of, of parenting, like using uh, counting to three, typical timeouts, stickers, all of that is damaging your relationship with your child. So um, it makes sense that you felt lost and confused because that might have worked for your non-highly sensitive kids, or you might see those systems work for your friend's kids. And so you know, without trial and error, how are you to know that this wouldn't be effective for your sensitive kid 
right? So there's no blame here and there's no judgment, but it's incredibly important to understand that you need to take charge of you following the science, right? Highly sensitive kids are much more vulnerable, much more susceptible to their relationship with you. And that has to start positively. You have to know that it is not a positive relationship if you use threats to control behavior. Those two things cannot go hand in hand. And uh, it's incredibly important that you also not, not um, misuse any religious texts to, to quote unquote, uh, justify your behavior. It's, you know, take, for example, the Bible. The Bible says, uh, out of context, spare the rod, spoil the child. Now, uh, being a Christian myself, I don't often uh, speak about that or teach through that lens because it's, it's we help family, families of all or, or no religion uh, break out of this pattern. And that's uh, my uh, mission in life. And um, it's also true that if I know something about something and I see that that um, that, that information is spinning the, the uh, justification to hurt children, I'm going to say something about it. And so in the, the um, misquoted use of the Bible, what we're noticing in this dynamic, the rod is another word for staff. Uh, the rod was a word used to describe the staff of a shepherd, okay? And shepherds lead. You cannot lead somebody by hitting them. It's incredibly important that you notice that. The experience of being able to share um, with your child that you are, are there to help them follow you uh, is, is, has to be coming from love, has to be coming from a belief that they will follow you, right? Um, hitting them in order for them to fall in line is completely different leadership. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to look at the messages throughout the religious texts to include the Bible that you're following, uh, that, that we lead through love when, uh, when, we, when we find a relationship through, through spirituality or through uh, any particular religion. And when we do that, we cannot be hitting or hurting people and then say that we are leading through love. Those two things are not the same. Firmness and clear communication around boundaries and upholding a boundary when your child is upset uh, and doing that through natural consequences is absolutely necessary for your sensitive child to learn that their behavior is not acceptable in your home. But, but it is not a natural consequence to use physical violence, to use physical means or corporal punishment, nose to the wall, kneeling on um, rice, arms out, any of that torturous uh, communication uh, to your child that you are in charge uh, does not let your child learn that they can operate of their own free will and they will choose to not be miserable by choosing to, uh, to follow through on your expectations. Children do not choose to uh, act in ineffective and in unsafe ways if they have the skills to safely manage their behavior. And so you have to notice that your child needs skills to regulate their emotions, to notice their emotions in their body, in their hearts, in their minds, and the assumptions that they're making uh, that is perpetuating their worries. And once you teach them those skills to decrease the intensity of their emotion, to feel calm, not only in their minds, but also in their bodies, and to do that in a way that helps them communicate their needs safely, tell you what's going on, share with you that they're frustrated or that they need a break, etc. 
then your child feels capable and they are capable of controlling their own bodies. You do not need to lock them up with your words. You do not need to tie them down with your, uh, with your hits, etc. Your child is not, was never put on this earth to be miserable and your child is not choosing to be miserable. Instead, they have an automatic lack of skill and their behavior is impulsive. And it's incredibly important that you understand that. So obviously you need to be kind and loving and firm at the same time. And this is really hard to do because it requires not only patience, but also self-regulation yourself. And this is why parents come to us because there needs to be a systematic way to, to address all of the ineffective behaviors your child is displaying in a way that doesn't create a situation where your child feels like they can do nothing right. Okay, so you need to follow a system. And so if you're interested in following the system that we've designed here at MTC, go ahead and book a call. Uh, we'll have a conversation of where you're stuck. We'll figure out whether or not your goals for your family and your perspective of what, what is leading to your child's behavior and how you can influence your child is in line with what we do. And if that's the case and our system is going to fit for your family, then we will tell you exactly how that works so that you can get started on that very same phone call. Why wait? There's no, there's no reason to continue to perpetuate this behavior. There's no reason to continue to try and do it on your own. That will just simply delay the problem. And I highly uh, value efficiency. So of course, I'm going to encourage that you just speak to our team and uh, take care of it swiftly, right? You, two months from now, you could be rolling into 2023 feeling like the, the, the world is your oyster and teaching your child that that is possible for them as well. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's no harm in, in being able to have that conversation with our team. And of course, obviously leading from a place of hope and capacity and um, uh, the, the fact that that is available to you right away um, makes this conversation a no-brainer. Have a conversation with our, a member of our team and we'll show you whether or not we are a fit. If we're not a fit, then we'll tell you what you need to do instead. Perhaps your child's meltdowns are not because they're stuck in the meltdown cycle, uh, not because they are um, emotionally uh, struggling based on being highly sensitive. If, those, if you don't fit in the category of our specialty, then we won't talk to you about how what we do is, is going to work. Instead, we'll tell you what will work, whether that be evidence-based treatment in a, in a mental health therapy world or some other resources that would be more appropriate before you were a fit for, to work with us. Uh, so either way, you get to have that conversation and you know exactly what your next steps are bef uh, at the end of that conversation. Okay, so again, we look forward to having that conversation with you and uh, we will speak to you soon. Have a good day. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So. To see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.